This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by yours truly, Matty Ice. And we are brought to you by Matty Ice Media. It's been a little bit. I said, I think, on the last episode that I was going on vacation that I was going to be taking a trip to see my parents take my son with me and that I was going to have some content laid out for when you were uh you know when I was away for that week that I was away I was talking with a friend of mine who was listening to my episode on the Darren Shelvick Derek Shelvin verdict excuse me and she said to me just go on vacation and enjoy yourself the show will be back when you get back and I took that to heart uh, I had some stuff that I had lined up for another episode of Drip and Sports, which you can catch on MaddieSmedia.com and wherever you find your podcasts, obviously. But uh, ultimately, I decided to take that respite. I decided to take the week off. And I came back a little bit rested, a little bit recharged, having an extended time off, which is something that I haven't really done uh, for a while. It's something that I haven't really done during the pandemic. It's very, very difficult to get Uh, time off during the pandemic because you're working at home everybody's at home we haven't really been allowed to go anywhere and the only trip that I really took was to see my parents and see some family up north Uh, if you've just discovered the show now or you've never heard my voice before I'm originally from the New England area I was born and raised in Bristol Rhode Island Uh, I've moved to Virginia when I went to school at Virginia Tech and I ended up in the DC area very shortly after graduating from from college because it was where I had the best chances to be gainfully employed, as they would say. And you know, one of the things that happened when I moved to Virginia is I kind of forgot about my hometown roots. I had grew apart from my hometown. It was a small town. Bristol, Rhode Island is relatively small compared to many towns in the United States, especially the one that I live in now. I guess, you know, where I live is a city technically, but um, I think there's something like 20,000 people that, that live there. The state of Rhode Island is the smallest state in the union, not only by size, but by population as well, I believe. Um, But it's a very dense state. There's a lot of traffic lights per capita in Rhode Island. However, I needed to get away from it. Uh, When I was in high school, my family situation had changed to a point where I just needed to escape. I knew that being in New England, being in Rhode Island, being close to my family was not what I wanted that I needed something bigger, I needed something more. And so I decided to go to Virginia Tech and you know, I really haven't looked back. Um, And we we recently visited there back in October to visit uh, my parents and we stayed in Southern Massachusetts, which is where they live now. It's where my father's originally from. He's originally from Dartmouth, Massachusetts. And that's where I always visit him because that's where he lives now. Um, I had been estranged from my birth mother for a handful of years. Uh, she lives in Connecticut, and unfortunately, she is in a rehab facility because she is dealing with complications from uh, you know, brain cancer. So all the best to her, obviously. Uh, you never want to hear that for anybody. And no matter what we had going on in our past, uh, you never want to see somebody dealing with you know, what she's dealing with right now. But um, we decided to go up there and visit uh, my father and hit my stepmother and visit my mom at another date so that we can spend some time equally with both parties. Uh, but while we were up there, my best friend from childhood, Jeremy, who now lives in Savannah, he is a uh, very successful practicing vet down there. Uh, they were going to be up there as well because he and his wife are both from Warren, Rhode Island, which is the town next door. Uh, basically, when you're from Warren or from Bristol, you've experienced the same thing. 
uh, you the towns are sort of interchangeable. You you went to both. You hung out in both. And when they regionalized the high schools and they regionalized the schools, uh, Bristol and Warren kids went to high school uh, in the same town in Bristol. So we went up there to visit them because they were going to be there. We are now uh, families. They have three kids. We have one. And you know it was really great. Uh, they were staying downtown. One of the things about Bristol that's so cool, if you did not know this, they have the longest running Fourth of July parade in the United States of America it began in 1798 and it still runs to this day. Um, it is more than a national holiday there. It is their year. It is what their year is built on. They start planning the next year's parade and the next year's festivities, which are like a week long. They start planning that July 5th of this year for 2022 as an example. Uh, it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal for the town. People come nationally to watch it. Bands come nationally. Uh, for example, the FDNY was in this year's parade. Uh, college bands, it's just a huge highlight and a huge, uh, you know, exposure for, for many different, uh, you know, talents, many different people. And it's something that has been going on for so long now that it's ingrained in the fabric of that town. So much so that when you go downtown, the parade route itself, the traffic lines, the, the median line is red, white, and blue. Uh, that is the coolest thing. And it's funny because over the years that I have been removed from the town and I've lived in the greater Washington DC area, Northern Virginia, I've noticed that the 4th of July is celebrated less than any place that I've ever been exposed to, mainly because I think what I was used to was an over-celebration of it. Here's a case in point. Um, when we were downtown Bristol, many of the houses uh, downtown, all the residents in any way, and even the bu businesses are just dripping with red, white, and blue. And the, the porches have them, the windows have them, there's flags, there's lights, it's everything. And it brought me back. It brought me back to what I used to feel like at 4th of July when I was a kid. The 4th of July was like the pinnacle of the summer. And I guess to an extent it still is but it doesn't feel that way as an adult it feels like just another day because uh, as predicted we as adults generally go through our day rinse and repeat rinse and repeat and those small little glimpses of rest the small little glimpses of excitement such as the fourth of july which is a holiday that floats around we don't get to celebrate it on the same day every year it's not like thanksgiving uh it's it's you know some days it could be on a monday and then we have to work on a tuesday so sometimes it's very very difficult to enjoy the, the fourth honestly and that's just the truth and so i think as i've gotten older i've appreciated it less but we went to my hometown we drove through it we stayed in it not overnight but we we stayed longer than i had stayed in probably since i had left uh, i left the town my mother sold our house in 2006 that was probably the last time i spent a good amount of time in the town of bristol rhode island Mostly it's been driv driving through to see my old house, just to kind of familiarize myself with the town again. And you know what? If I'm being perfectly honest, it's to somewhat prove to myself that I have grown better than the town has. But I had this realization when I was there this last time, spending more time looking at it through a different lens. And I think what allowed me to look at it through this different lens is being with other people who also grew up here. I found myself almost missing it and I found myself looking at it in a way that was not my god it's it's so horrible compared to what I have done in my life but I'm looking back on it and thinking it's still the same that it ever was but in a charming way in a good way as I was driving through many different parts and it doesn't take long to drive through the town honestly even going all the way through Warren and so forth um, I've noticed that so much of the way that it looked when I was a kid 
hasn't changed. Sure, some of the stores have flipped into something else. Uh, some of the local businesses have moved from one side of the street to the other. But fundamentally speaking, Warren and Bristol, Rhode Island are almost identical to what I left back in 2006 and earlier than that when I was a kid. Uh, local businesses are still open. Uh, this bagel place down on down in uh, downtown Bristol that opened up when I was a kid that my parents used to go to on Christmas morning to get bagels and cream cheese. There was this awesome like maple walnut cream cheese they love. It's still open, right? The Rogers Free Library is still open. Linden Place is still there. Like it, there was just so many different things that were there. And I found myself gravitated toward it and thinking there is a charm in this. And how many places, if you really, really think about it, never change, right? We fundamentally as human beings are constantly changing all the time. At least I think I am. I think about the person that I was when I was a kid. I think about the person that I was in high school, the person that I was in college, even the person that I was when I first became a professional at my current place of business. Um, I've been different throughout the years, throughout the decades. Cleveland and I talked about that once, that I'm not the same person that I was when I was 25, certainly not the same person I was when I was 15. And one of the things that has stuck with me throughout the years is that, you know, things do change. But when I went back to this town, it hasn't changed. But instead of focusing on the bad ways in which it hasn't changed, I focused on the good ways. Uh, we as families went out to, to lunch uh, that first day that we were there or the second day that we were there. And we ate in a place that somehow in such a small town, I'd never eaten. And we walked in and I was assaulted by this smell. In the past, in my recent past, I would have said, oh my God, people have smoked here. It smells so musty. But being with other people who also knew this town, who had also been to these places, I walked in, took a huge whiff of the air, and I looked at my friend and said, smells like my childhood. I felt giddy. I don't know what it was. I felt giddy about going back and sort of being a resident of Bristol for a very, very short amount of time. And we ate there. Our families ate there. It was like bringing another generation of ourselves, a piece of myself to my hometown. Having my son there, he's only 16 months old. He has no clue what Bristol, Rhode Island is. But just having him there, I don't know. There was some connection that I was making to the town that I just never had made before. And we ate there and I hadn't had that kind of laugh throughout the entire pandemic, I'm being honest. There, are, We hadn't seen them in so long. The pandemic has really uh, fractured a lot of relationships. It has fractured much of our humanity because we have been forced to live in a way that is the antithesis of what most people live. Obviously, even introverts need some semblance of a human connection. You need to feel like somebody is out there for you. And the pandemic stole much of that. Not to anybody's fault. It is what it is, or it was what it was, hopefully. But it stole a lot from us. And so going into a dive bar, which would be considered like COVID central, I'm sure, back during the heat of the pandemic, going there, being surprised by how good the food was, camaraderie with other adults, thinking about the nostalgia of growing up in this town together, the memories that we had while we didn't spend as much time together as kids, as a lot of other people do in these small hometowns, we had very similar memories. Our parents took us to the same places. And it's funny, we were there, if we were there for like an hour and a half, and all of a sudden I said, you know, it's kind of funny that we've been here for so long and we haven't run into anybody that we used to know. Because one thing that I have noticed about small towns in general is that a majority of the time, people stay. 
they don't generally tend to leave. And I think that that's the case in Bristol more so than it is in other places. Bristol is very much a town where you grew up there, you're accepted there, and you kind of stay there. I'm the outlier in this equation. Actually, me and my friends are outliers in this equation. We didn't stay. We left. We intentionally left. But yet somehow, no matter how far away we are from it, the memories of it never seem to leave. And I thought about that. I thought about keeping something pristine, right? I've talked about nostalgia before and how nostalgia can be a bad thing if we're dwelling on it to the point that we're not moving forward. And one of the things that I've realized, and I honestly think, and you might laugh at this assertion, but I think one of the things that has happened for me is that a positivity of the pandemic for me has been opening my life up to dreams that I never thought that I would have. And I started thinking about this show. I know I say that I started thinking about insert whatever a lot of times, but it's so very true that through the opining I do on this show, through trying to put content together on this show, I generally find myself thinking about items, thinking about scenarios, times in my life that I don't think I would have thought of in the very same way. And when I was sitting there in that restaurant, I had sort of an out-of-body experience. My wife actually wondered if I was okay. We'd been drinking a little bit. I had something spicy for, for lunch, but it really wasn't that. My son was on my lap. I was there in the midst of two of my best friends, plus my wife, who is my, you know, my best friend. I mean, that's how you always, you know, categorize your spouse if you're, uh, you know, loving each other and, and you're happily married. And I thought, man, this is something I've never experienced before. It's almost like we all lived there and that we were going out as if it's a regular, normal tradition. And I hadn't experienced that before in my hometown. It had been a very, very long time since I felt ingrained in the fabric of the town, similar to the parade. And it's funny, the parade has been the constant in that town since I can remember, obviously well before I was ever born, well before anybody that I know was ever born. But it's again, when you're in, it's like, this is what I thought about. When you are inside something, when you are so close to something, you generally start to take for granted what it is that attracts you to it in the first place. And that's not just a town, it's, it's everything. I think it's the crux of a happy marriage. It's the crux of anything, our jobs. What keeps us there? What made us happy in the first place? So much of what happens in our lives is taken for granted, I think. And going back to my hometown, experiencing it in such a different way, it made me think about how much this show has opened myself up to the changes, opened myself up to the different angles at which you can look at something. And it's gotten me to dive deeper into my thoughts, be more confident in my analysis, be more confident in my past. I'm no longer scared of needing to be better than my past. Admittedly, my high school reunion has been something that I have stayed away from because I've wanted it to make, wanted it to be that I can prove that I've gotten better since I was in high school. And you know what? I don't need to prove that to anybody. I can be happy with who I am now and still appreciate what happened in my life up until then. I can still appreciate my past. I can be okay accepting of it. It's what formed who I am. It's what got me to where I am. I wouldn't be having this show. I wouldn't be having these thoughts. I wouldn't even have the mental capacity to open my mind up to where I am if I didn't live where I lived.
if I didn't have experiences that way. And that is so applicable throughout the course of human history. So much of what dictates who we are is our worldview and our world experiences. Even down to things like racism, systemic or not, it so much starts in our home. It starts in, with our worldview. My parents have large worldviews in certain ways, but small in others. My father is extremely afraid of leaving his hometown, right? The direct antithesis to me. He lived in New England his whole life, but he moved back to his hometown when he retired. This was like almost 20 years ago. And now at his age, at 73, he seems deathly afraid to leave it. The thought of leaving the friendly confines of his hometown is frightening, right? And here I am, I couldn't wait to get out of my hometown. I couldn't wait to leave it behind. I couldn't wait to tell everybody that I was better than my hometown, that I was better than the people that were still working at the grocery store when I was in my hometown. And you know what? When we went back this time, we did encounter somebody that we knew, or we didn't know it at the time. There was our waitress. And our friends were like, you know, this person looks really familiar. I just can't place it. The waitress came by as we were nearing the end of our meal and she said directly, do you need another glass of water? And she used my friend's name. And my friend looked at her and said, how did you know my name? She's like, oh, we went to high school together. I graduated in 2002, which is the same year my friend graduated. Come to find out, we all knew her and she knew us. And she knew our names, she knew who we were. And even though I didn't go to high school with her, she still remembers me because I was part of the fabric of Bristol and Warren. And it just goes to shows you, show you, she's still working at this dive bar or she's working at this dive bar. She's my age, she's like 37. Um, we have gone on to bigger things. My friend is a vet, he has his own vet practice. I have a very successful government career. I now have a podcast, multiple, I have a media company. And yet, still, are we better than her? Sure, we've maybe been more successful, in quotes. Maybe our lives have taken a different turn, but we share the same past. We share a connection in the fact that we lived in this town. And to me, it's important to go back and remember those things, to be comfortable with them. And so I guess that's the point of this, is that while things change, many things stay the same. It's a phrase that we hear all the time. I've changed dramatically over my life. My friends have changed dramatically over our lives. My worldview has opened up to the point that I married somebody who traveled the country because her dad was in the military. I've been overseas. I've experienced so much in my life, ran marathons throughout the whole country. Um, and here we are back in my hometown, taking the time to actually be a part of my hometown, to insert myself as a citizen of this town for the first time in 20 years and I found that I'm proud of who I was. I'm proud to be a Bristolian. And one day I could find myself moving back there, probably in retirement. My wife loves boats, it just won't get on one, but she loves the water. It's quaint. I can't wait to take my son back there again. I can't wait to take a, a trip up there so that we can go and see it. And I don't know, it was just an eye-opening thing for me to think about change. And while the town hasn't changed, and there is something to be said about that. There's something fundamentally awesome about the fact that you can keep and encapsulate this quaintness, right? My childhood almost encapsulated in this. And yet you look at your own life and you think about how you've changed. What about you has been encapsulated, right? Is there something about you that's never changed? Is there something about you that has remained pristine, remained genuine, honest, right? 
how many of us look at ourselves that way? How many of us can actually say that there's something that we're proud of that's never changed? Because I think most of us look at our waistline, we look at our paycheck, we look at our house, we look at our kids and we are focused on what has changed. But ultimately, what hasn't? What are the good parts in you that haven't? Even the bad parts, they're all you. It's what makes you, you. And I think that's what my trip to my hometown taught me. It taught me that it's okay to not change, right? My sense of humor has always been here. My honesty, my genuine nature, and that's what I'm even cultivating more now. Being honest, transparent, genuine, open, vulnerable. These are important concepts and they're not things that are easy for some to do. There's many people who are not comfortable being vulnerable. So that's what I learned. It was a great trip for many different reasons. I'm happy for the memories and I can't wait to go back. And I definitely appreciate my friends for meeting up with us and sharing our families with this hometown. First of all, I wanna thank everybody who stuck with me through this break. I know it was only a week or a little over a week, but still in today's media world, when you are constantly being bombarded with content, when there's a lull, it's a dangerous feeling. You feel like you're gonna be forgotten. You're going to feel like you're not heard or your voice isn't heard anymore. People have moved on. And if you're sticking with me, I appreciate you. If you're new, I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody. The show has touched thousands of people throughout the, throughout the country, throughout the world. And I'm grateful for that. I'm hopeful that my voice will continue to grow and that you will not forget about me. But one thing I do know is that even though I'm changing every day, the content of this show, the purpose of this show being genuine, being honest, and having real conversation will not change it's the same way that my hometown hasn't. Uh, before I get you out of here, definitely check out MattyIceMedia.com. Please, please, please uh, support those who support us, support my family, all the other podcasts, YouTube channels on there. It means a lot to me if you do. Uh, just subscribing to them, giving them a rating, even giving them a listen to. Uh, I know that there's so much content out there. It's tough to split your time, but I definitely appreciate it if you do. Check me out on Instagram, Soulfully Casual Podcast. Hit me up with a DM. I always love to talk. Um, I can't wait for more content. I'm invigorated. And you know what? I hope that you find yourself having a great day, a great week, and a great month. And I will talk to you next time. Soulfully Casual is exclusively owned by Matty Ice and is brought to you by Matty Ice Media.